Lipstead friends, and welcome to The World Transformed. This program is your guide to an astounding future that lies ahead, one that will be here sooner than you think, and one that you have an important role to play in bringing about. At The World Transformed, we want to introduce you to what may be the greatest transformation of them all, the one that begins with considering and acting on the almost limitless possibilities that lie before us, and that ends somewhere beyond the reach of the human imagination. So, when does this amazing future begin? Well, today is the day. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-blogger, co-futurist, and co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. How are you, my friend? Man, I'm doing great. Um, now, we're going to predict, uh, we're going to be talking about 2022. Yeah. I rec- you know, I'm, I'm old enough to remember, Phil, when that was a long way off in the future, right? So, Boy, uh, me too. Well, I grew up, you know, I can remember the 60s, and back in those days, the future was the year 2000. Right? That's right. I mean, the, right. That, that the was 2001 uh, Space Odyssey was, you know, telling us that uh, we would be going to Jupiter and Saturn, you know, by this you know, long, long ago, you know, so. Uh, well. You know, all, all during the 90s, Conan O'Brien had a bit called In the Year 2000, and then yeah. after that, he still did it. I don't know if he's still doing it. I think it would be hilarious if he was, but, uh, you know, as the guy, in the year 2000, right? In the, right the, I remember that. <laughs> give these predictions for, you know, for, for what would be happening in the year 2000. I, 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 I think he should. But anyway, course, we're, we're, we're doing in the year 20. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, Andy's disembodied head would be saying yeah. that, you know. <laughs> I remember. That's right. That's funny. But we're going way out. Five years from now to the year 2022, and we want to thank IBM for giving us that time frame because we are going to talk about um, some predictions that they've made. But we're going to add a we're going to add a couple of of our own. That's a pretty good time frame for looking ahead. We often we often talk about what's going to happen in 10 years. With you know five years, uh, there's room for some pretty substantial change to occur, and that's what that's what IBM is suggesting in their predictions for what life will be like in 2022. And I'll tell you, this is a great story. Follow the link. Read this story. Um, This is really interesting stuff because um, each one comes with a video that kind of outlines where IBM thinks each one of these these, uh, changes is going. And these are not... These are not your typical things. These are, these are, it's kind of an eclectic list of predictions that IBM is making here, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. let me just give you, for example, the first one, and we'll go, we'll go ahead and get into it, Phil. Uh, thanks to our AI, our speech will be, and let's, let me just stop right there. You know, my, my brain's already thinking ahead. That'll be the way we access our computers, right? That's the way yeah. we will uh, interact with our computers. No. Uh, IBM says something different here. Thanks to AI, our speech will be a window into our mental health. Right. In other words, the way we talk, the, you know, there'll be algorithms that'll examine that and say, you know what, Phil, uh, you know, you might want to uh, see some sort of professional because we think, you know, you're you're losing it, man. Um, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> I, apparently, that's uh, uh, apparently that will be a thing in five years. That's a, that's pretty amazing uh, to be able to. I mean, on the one hand, it sounds a little it sounds a little scary, right? Because you can think yeah. of that that whole idea being applied in a lot of ways. You know, well, your big brother thinks you're not talking like someone who's part of the program here, but <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but the the good version of this is that your speech patterns 
unbeknownst to yourself or to anyone around you, are revealing an early pattern that could be indicative of Parkinson's, for example. Yeah. You know, that, that before other symptoms manifest, apparently this stuff, this stuff could be detected in speech if you talk enough and if you've got a patient enough machine learning program listening to everything you say. So, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a very unexpected application of listening in on what we're saying and a very unexpected application of, of deep learning, machine learning technology. And, and very cool because for exactly that reason, because you can only imagine that the sooner we catch something like that, the more effective the treatments will be, particularly if you think about the kinds of stuff we were talking about on Monday um, with, you know, more, more preventative kinds of, uh, uh, kinds of medical treatments becoming available anyway. Um, that, that's, pretty, that's pretty impressive, pretty amazing stuff. Let's look at the second one. Superhero vision will be possible with AI and powerful new devices. Well, y you got me at superhero. Uh, am I right? I'm... <laughs> exactly. We, we're all about the superpowers. So yeah, tell yeah. me how that, this would work. I mean, Well, uh, as well as visible light, we'll, we're going to be able to see microwave, millimeter wave, and infrared images through devices small enough to fit in your pocket or clip onto your shades. So it says here, think, of the, think the visual capabilities of something like an airport security scanner, but in a de device the size of your phone, right? So... My closest analogy to this is I remember in the comic books, the, you know, in the ads, there used to be this thing for x-ray specs, right? And if you're young enough, you could actually <laughs> believe, oh, I can buy these glasses and then I can see through walls, right? And I can see through girls' clothes and, you know, whatever um, inappropriate uh, application, a, you know, a young kid might want to might make of, of that kind of technology. Well, those didn't work, obviously. They didn't really do anything. But this kind of moves you in that direction, right? I mean, this, this is... Um, uh, th this this is the ability to tremendously enhance what the eye already can do, um, fit into a very small piece of technology. Uh, again, either that you would uh, – I don't think they're talking about actually implanting it directly into the eye, but it's probably more something that uh, – that uh, kind of like the, you know, the, the device where it might be something like Google Glass, right, where um, – you you would have your current vision significantly augmented to include this other visual information. Cool, cool. Well, then, and it tells you, um, you know, that, that you might immediately know whether a food is safe to eat, for example, right? Because <laughs> you're because you're zooming yeah. in microscopically on the food and saying, "Oh, yuck! There's some bacteria in there that I that I'm not sure I want to eat." Um, you might see another car ahead of you as you're driving. Um, much sooner than you would. Of course, your car is going to be self-driving in five years anyway, so that might not matter yeah. as much. But uh, recognizing a friend in, in a crowd, for example. Uh, you know, just all the stuff basically Superman can do, right, with his vision. Um, well, you know, combine it with the first story. You know, we, we, can, we can hear that our friend is crazy and uh, see that he fed us bad food, right? <laughs> so, there you go. It all adds up. Yeah, so, uh, you know... Time, time to, you know, move away and uh, get away from that friend. Anyway, okay, the third one is macroscopes will help us understand Earth's complexity in infinite detail. So this is, uh, this is uh, basically telescopes from space pointed back at the Earth, right? And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and uh, we, we will under, we'll understand what's happening with, you know, traffic patterns and you name it, um, all kinds of... Uh, all, all kinds of things that uh, that you know you you couple 
this ability to look at the planet with deep learning AI and, and data, data mining, right? And, yeah. Uh, and I should say, it's not just telescopes from space, but what they're talking about is all the sensor data across the board from the Internet of Things. So yeah. um, it, it is this enhanced visual data from space, but it's also, uh, you, you know, they talk about Traffic all the data. Traffic and everything else, right? I mean, yeah, just, well, yeah, and everything you're getting from remote-controlled light bulbs and smart speakers and, you know, everything that people's toilets are telling them, right? All the stuff we've talked about in the past about the, uh, about the Internet of Things. All this data coming together, um, and, and kind of like we talked about on Monday, where when you look at a cell from a thousand different angles, suddenly you find treatments for a bunch of ailments that you weren't even looking for. Uh, you know, apply that principle to society, right? Apply that principle to civilization as a whole. Suddenly you've got data across the board, and you're going to find trends. You know, you're going to detect wars before they break out, right? You're going to you're going to detect um, uh, potential um, diseases before they break out based on all the, all the data that's coming in. I mean, the, the, uh, the stuff that's hidden in that data and the ability to make, you know, the, the word means something different when, when AI scientists use it, but to make predictions from that data actually does turn into what we mean by the word predictions because you, you really almost get this glimpse into the future because the data that's showing up in these very subtle ways um, tells you what's about to happen kind of on the macro level and thus the name macroscope, right? You're, 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 kind of, you're kind of seeing the big picture of what's happening to humanity uh, before humanity even realizes what's happening to it. Well, it's, uh, and so, you know, I, I guess the first two stories, you know, could be, you know, here's what's happening in my immediate vicinity, right? Yep. I, <laughs> I can hear I can hear that the person next to me is crazy. I can see the problems uh, with the environment around me, but uh, with the macroscopes, I could. See, and here's what's going on in my entire community, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of a it kind of gives you a god's eye view on things, and that's that's awesome. That's awesome. It, exactly. And in fact, if we can go out of order, number five just kind of gives one application of this. It, it kind of um, okay. Let's go it, out of it, order. Yeah, yeah. Smart sensors will detect environmental pollution faster than ever. This is the kind of this this kind of this 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 gives you the idea. So basically, um, if you're looking at data from all the different sensors, um, well, and and think about it this way, it's kind of like just as your words are going to give hints about Parkinson's, um, data from other sensors, even that aren't necessarily looking for pollution, are going to are going to show that that uh, pollution is occurring. Um, one example of this, it says, is methane leaks. They're invisible to the naked eye, and they're probably the second largest contributor to global warming after carbon dioxide. Well, you put the sensors in place, um, and they might actually be looking for these leaks for commercial reasons, but if you have them, if you have them there anyway, right, and they're, and they're collecting this data, then you're tracking pollution going into the environment that you, uh, that you weren't tracking before. And, you, and you'll find it that much faster, right? They talk here, the time frame becomes you can minutes get to the rather source than weeks. And, uh, yeah, you can get to the source and, 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 and uh, you know, deal with that problem and end up with a cleaner environment quickly, right? Yeah, and, and if you take that same principle and apply it back to the one we were just talking about, that's the idea, right? Is suddenly you're that much better at catching things. You're catching things before they've become overt, right? You're, you're, you're identifying trends happening throughout the world 
um, before the major symptoms occur. And it really is just kind of like the Parkinson's thing, right? You know, you're not trembling yet. Nobody knows that there's anything wrong with you. But in your speech patterns, it's, it's come up. Well, the same thing is happening here. You know what? There's an epidemic that's about to break out in this particular country, or they're about to have a shortage of food, or they're about to have, um, you, you know, whatever it would be, uh, uh, too, too, too much of something in, in the air, whatever, whatever the you know, whatever the particular condition would be, forewarned is forearmed. And uh, suddenly we become much better at a macro think level of, how, how, of dealing with problems. Know, and, and, you know, and of course, you know, we think uh, of things like uh, having, you know, relief organizations and countries and things like this. But this, this could be down to the neighborhood level. You could see that uh, a particular neighborhood was going to have some issue, and the police could have resources in advance knowing that they're going to have a policing issue in this particular neighborhood, maybe even down to the block level, right? Right. Uh, in advance of the problem. And uh, that, that's, that's, uh, that's amazing and awesome. Okay. Yeah, and, and so, scary. I mean, the thing is, there, as with the first yeah. one, they're, they're, you know, you can't help but have all kinds of big brother uh, uh, ideas in your well, mind. Pre, and, pre-crime, right? I mean, <laughs> you're being prosecuted for pre-crime. Yeah, and, um, and the fact yeah. that it comes from IBM doesn't necessarily help, right? You know, big monolithic, uh, good old IBM, right? I mean, they, um, there was a time, go- again, going back to the 60s, when if anybody was going to predict a, a company that was going to be, uh, you know, in charge of your personal profile and kind of running the world, it would have been IBM. And here they are kind of making predictions along those lines. So it's kind of, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, for those who want to be paranoid about this stuff, okay, yeah, there's some... Uh, there's some potentially scary applications of these technologies as well. But we're talking just, just five years out. Uh, uh, when you look at this one, um, the, the macroscopes and all the potential applications of that, we're talking about a real shift in how the world works. Yeah. And it's almost hard to get your head around it. It's like we need more examples like the, uh, like the pollution one. I think they kind of cheated by throwing that one in because it seems to me that that one is just kind of one good example of how macroscopes will work. But Remember that word and remember this concept, folks, because we're going to be hearing a lot more about this. This is, this is going to become yeah. a big part of how, how our world works. It, and, uh, you know, macroscopes may end up being the more important term uh, than Internet of Things, which I think so. on everybody's lips. Yeah. You know, um, it, it, yeah, and, and quite frankly, this article is the first, uh, first I've ever heard of the word macroscope. And so... Um, could, this, you know, that could be a, a big deal uh, very quickly. Well, yeah, I don't um, think it'll be the last, and I, I think the ethical use of macroscopes is going to be a big issue going forward. Whether that word ends up being the word that's used, that's, I, I think you're right, Stephen. We've been talking about the Internet of Things. Uh, the, the, the real issue is what's happening to all that data, right? Where is it yeah. going? And, and, that's, and that's what they're getting How at. is it being used, and who is using it, and for what purpose? Um, so, you know, getting, uh, you know, number four coming after number five now on our list here, uh, labs, labs on a chip will revolutionize medicine. Well, we've kind of been talking about this one for a while, Phil, but uh, uh, IBM is now saying, hey, uh, we're, we're definitely, uh, it's definitely going to happen and quickly uh, within five years. Um, the idea here, I mean, labs on a chip have been, you know, said to, you know, this is going to be the thing that helps the developing world, you know, uh, have begin to have a medical care somewhat on par with the developed world because you, you can, you know, you can get out in the, uh, in remote places and do the same kind of lab work that you or I would have 
you know, um, out in the middle of nowhere because it's basically happening on, happening on a medical tricorder, right? I mean, right. One, one device that's uh, able to uh, do all these medical tests with maybe just a drop of blood and, um, and, and, and do, do them simultaneously with a single uh, lab on a chip. But uh, I, I don't think this is just going to be something that benefits uh, remote places in Africa or India or some places. It's, this is going to be something that revolutionizes medicine for everybody. That lab on a chip might be in your smartphone in five years or maybe in ten. You know, it might, might take a little longer to get it in your smartphone. But eventually you're going to have that. And, uh, and, 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 and that doctor on board uh, will order <laughs> order tests every now and then to make sure that uh, you and I are doing well, Phil, which is a good idea, I think. So, yeah, I mean, this, uh, this really ties into what we were talking about on Monday with the yeah. – uh, uh, ma- making making healthcare affordable by by way of early detection, and that that's that's really what this is about. And and you know the thing is, your smartphone could have this thing today. It's really the sensor, right? That's the the, the right. trick is is having the thing that that will um, capture your. They talk about tears, blood, urine, sweat, right? If if you've got a sensor that's collecting that data, there's more than enough processing power on your phone today, right? To be uh, uh, to, to, to be looking at that or to be sending it off to something in the cloud that can, that can crunch it even, even deeper and, uh, you know, be finding, the, be finding the match to something that says, whoa, this is a marker for, again, they talk about Parkinson's here or cancer. And there's a, there's a great link here. They, they, they talk about the fact that early stage detection can make such a big difference. It, you know, the, just this casual link within this, within this story, if you follow it, it talks about a new eye test that can detect glaucoma four years before current tests. That's the kind of thing we're talking about, right? You, you know, if you, you imagine um, how much subtle, irreversible, you know, devastation can occur with a condition like glaucoma over four years before we even know it's happening, right? Right. You think, you think what a game-changing test that is. Take that same idea and apply it across the board. You know, apply, apply it to, um, to right now, you've got to have all this macro stuff going on, and they say you're pre-diabetic, right? Well, there's probably very yeah. subtle stuff that, that they can, you know, that the, the, this kind of application would be able to look at you and tell you you're pre-diabetic two years before those, those symptoms manifested. Everything, everything um, that, that, can be, that can be treated at a later stage can be treated more easily more effectively and less expensively at an earlier stage. I mean, that's just that's just common sense, right? And, and with fewer side effects because you're you're you know you're not using you're not having to use uh, full full board dr- uh, drugs that uh, that are required for a later stage and more serious portion of the disease, right? If you can exactly. catch it earlier, maybe you can you can take care of it with a lighter drug. Uh, that uh, will and 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 therefore head off the problem and 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 you enjoy much better health, you know, catching it early. Uh, you you yeah. could catch things early enough that you could take a supplement or you could make lifestyle changes yeah. and, and the things wouldn't occur, you know. Um, right. Just, just the fact that, you know, I mean, and people could be preventing these conditions anyway in some cases, but, but just the fact that you know, right, that the red light flashes and it says, hey, you're heading towards diabetes, right? Hey, you're heading towards Parkinson's disease or whatever it would be. <laughs> I'm putting um, down the Snickers bar and uh, picking up the broccoli. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's an attention getter. You know, yeah. hey, we're seeing an early indication of something that could eventually become lung cancer. 
You think twice before lighting up. I mean, you really do. Yeah. Um, th- this is this is the, this is the kind of uh, this is the kind of power we're talking about, and it's just five years out. Um, I, I love this piece by IBM. Everybody, take a look at this. Watch the videos. They're they're awesome. But hey, that's not everything that's going to be happening in the next five years. Okay. So we I, I found a couple of others that I thought would kind of helpfully augment what IBM has done here. First of these, this was on techly.com. The singularity is nearer. And again, this goes to something that, uh, that we were talking about both on Monday and that, that applies today. AI is learning to predict the future. Um, this, you know, I, I don't know um, how you can overstate the significance of this. Um, and the example they give here is um, this this group that has developed an AI that if you um, if you show it images, um, it can take that image and predict what happens next. It'll create a little video that shows what happens next in that in that image. And by getting two of these to compete with each other, they're getting better and better at kind of predicting what the what the next thing that that happens is. You know, I've worked in business intelligence and data warehousing and analytics for years. I've, I've been, I've, I've worked for companies that do that, and a lot of my day job is is uh, working with companies to market those kinds of products or or analyze, talk about those kinds of products. And we've been talking about predictive analytics. I, you know, I, for 15 years I've been writing about predictive analytics, but this is actually it. Okay, this is you know, for when people yeah. hear predictive, this is this is actually a computer program that takes a pretty good shot at telling you what the future is going to be. Um, and well, and, and this could be, and it, well, here's the thing, uh, you know, you could give it a picture of you at the beach and, uh, and, and it's able to give you a little animated of, of the, of the waves coming in. And that's, that's pretty and that's cool, right? You, do, you right. give it a still picture and it gives you a, a, a little, you know, five second video. But how about this for an application? How about giving all of our cops spidey sense? You know, yeah. I mean, you got you, they got cameras on them anyway, and perhaps you know you, you get them you get a camera on 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 the back on, on their back as well as the front, so they kind of get a 360 view, and uh, and the, and you know they, their onboard uh, computer tells them ah danger, you know, in this direction, you know, it, it even gives you a vibration in a particular direction of of, of danger, you know. Um, that's, um, it, I mean, it, uh, you know, I, could you see that happening with this tech kind of technology? Bill? Absolutely. Well, in, in fact, when you, yeah. when you swing it back to the IBM story, we talk about the microscopes. Here's, this is an, an, a huge enabling technology for them, okay? Right. That's, that, that, that's, that's kind of why they'll be effective, why they're going to be uh, able to do what they do. That's right. I mean, hey, you know, I'm just taking snapshots of this traffic pattern, and we think of snapshots as pictures, but it's really collections of data of this traffic pattern. And I've got this model that I've built of traffic patterns by watching them over the years. And I've got models from everybody else's traffic patterns who've been watching them over the years. And we know for a fact that a pileup is about to occur, right? Um, yeah. Because, you know, my spidey sense is tingling and, and that's what happens. And, you know, we, we can make an intervention here and now it won't happen, right? It's It's... It's that kind of yeah. thing. I mean, the, the, t- take, take that example and multiply it by just about anything that can happen. And, <laughs> and, and you wouldn't have to even uh, have 100% uh, you know, certainty of something. What right. if you know, the danger of a pileup uh, you know, 
uh, reached above 10% for a particular intersection, you could start, uh, you know, particularly once you've got self-driving cars and things like that, you can start routing traffic or, uh, around that to get to get that to get that danger level for that intersection down to a normal level instead of, you know, one chance in ten of there being an accident at an intersection in the next thirty seconds. Maybe we can uh, we can reduce that level significantly. Um, you know, that that's remarkable and a remarkable power and again a little scary. So yeah, it it is. Well, it, what what this put me in mind of is years ago. Have you ever read uh, On Intelligence by Jeff Hawkins, the guy who invented the the, I think uh, I've read the excerpts, and I think we've brought it up in the show, haven't we? Okay. Yeah, we've, we've talked about it. I mean, great book. Uh, he, he lays out what intelligence really means um, from a computer science standpoint and from a philosophical standpoint. And he comes to this notion that I've never seen improved on by anyone, that intelligence basically means the ability to make predictions. That's what intelligence is. Um, that's why we're intelligent, is you know, we're, the, the, the more capable you are of predicting what's going to happen in your environment, the more capable you are of interacting successfully in that environment. And that's ultimately what intelligence boils down to. Um, when you look at it this way and you think, well, here they're actually making real predictions of what's going to happen next. Um, we've been using the term intelligence to apply to what computers do for 50 plus years. But this may be the actual beginning of artificial intelligence right here, the real beginning of it, because here they really are actually peeking ahead and, and, and giving you the future in a, in a kind of a macro way that we haven't seen up to this point. And, yeah, it's exciting and a little bit scary because, you know, this is, this is actually it, um, especially when they talk about two adversarial networks uh, competing with each other to see who can predict the future better. Um, I, I think that's going on between our ears all the time, Phil. I mean, we got, you know, alternate theories of, uh, you know, of what the next 10 seconds will hold going on all the time and battling it out. And it's probably not just two or three ideas. It's probably a multitude of ideas. And then, you know, uh, the thing that cor- – the, the idea that correlates best with our experience mm-hmm. is the idea of what we accept is about to happen, right? Right, right. And so – um, and, 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 so, and, and so we're, we're about to see that with machines, and uh, that's, that's both very cool and just a little bit scary, I think. Yeah, well, the, the thing is they'll be able to do it a million times faster with infinite amount of data, basically, and uh, all, of the, all the time. But, you know, you know, that doesn't mean they'll be better at it than we are or anything like that. Uh, so uh, tr- tr- tremendous, tremendous power there, and, yeah, a, li- a, little, a little bit of caution. Finally, scientists create new life form in lab altering the fundamentals of DNA. This is just a little peek ahead. Um, you know, there's uh, the, the genetic code has got the uh, Gattaca, right? Uh, yeah, G-A-T and yeah, exactly. And C. And, and, and now they're adding X and Y. Okay, they've created a life form. We've, we've seen synthetic life forms created before, but now they've expanded the code uh, with, with two more base pairs, right? <laughs> to, to, um, basically... Uh, think of adding dimensions. I don't. I don't even know how you characterize this, but um, well, it's adding I, more letters to the alphabet. You yeah. know, Instead of in, in, instead of having uh, four letters in your alphabet, you now have six. So uh, you could probably encode more information in a shorter DNA strand since you got more letters in your alphabet. I would think the you know the thing is I, I read this and I go okay so they they talk about we could create new life forms. You know, things that couldn't have existed before. Um, 
you know, they're doing it in a bacteria right now. Um, my thought on this one for five years out is in five years we'll start to see the earliest thoughts on what the applications of this will be, and they're going to be mind-blowing. That's, that's my take. Right. Um, this, this is... This is <laughs> so basically, this is what you're saying is that this will be your prediction is that in five years, this will be what we're talking about on the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, that's right. Because this this is the kind of thing that yeah, this will be driving what uh, World Transformer will be about in five years. We'll be talking about hey, you know, here's here's ten cool things you can do with your extra DNA pairs, right? I mean, not that people will have them, but um, in 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 five years, but 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 basically, yeah, the applications of this. Will will start to take shape, and I think that's probably, you know, the, the 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 main thing to think about when you look at all of these changes that are occurring. Um, if you take a five-year window and say we're going to have all these applications of interesting technologies in five years, the thing to remember is we're we're also developing. You know, new discoveries are being made. We're developing new things all the time, and in five years we're going to have a whole new window of possibility that we're looking at. And um, everything that we're talking about here will be kind of a platform from which we'll be looking at those possibilities. And the world is going to look different. And, and I guess to answer the question of our show title, what will things be like in five years? It is Wednesday, Stephen. What will things be like in five years? Amazing, right? They'll be amazing, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's got to do it for this week. We will be – not this week, excuse me, for, for tonight. We're going to be back on Friday with a brand new show with some other geek in addition to uh, more fun futuristic topics. Great talking with you, Stephen. Great being with you all. And until next time, live to see it.